ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Personally, how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills.
Amen. Amen. Are you ready for something supernatural this evening? Oh, I can't feel your presence in this place. Are you ready for something supernatural this evening? Tonight, God is going to speak to us. Bible says that the entrance of the word bringeth light. And this evening, you are going to receive light. And if you're excited, make your loudest noise as we welcome Bishop Daggett Your hand clap is not louder enough. Your hand clap is not louder. If you're excited, make your loudest noise. Make your loudest noise as we welcome Bishop Dagwood Mills. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your blessing today in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Right. Are you still in church? All right. Today I'm just sharing something small with you and I believe that you'll be blessed. Amen. The presence of God. I want to share a bit about the purple. Presence and the purple. Now, turn with me to... um, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17. It says that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the length and the breadth and the um, depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with The fullness of God. Amen. So, what God's word is saying here is that we should be filled with the fullness of God. So, what it means is that you can have less than the fullness of God. Oh, you don't get it. Have you ever had somebody who said, oh, I'm glad to be close to you and you felt that you were not close to the person, but the person feels that he's close to you? Huh? Has it happened to you before? Like somebody says, well, I'm so happy that I'm your friend or I'm 
close to you or your brother or whatever, but you, you don't feel that way. Like you don't, you don't really regard the person as one of the close people. But the person regards you as close. Why is that? It's because you know that there is more to you than what the person is experiencing. Isn't it? But the person thinks that that's, that's everything. Do you see? I mean, I once heard somebody preaching and he said, I have a relationship with Bishop Dag. And I was thinking to myself, I don't have a relationship with you. But like to that person, that's the relationship. Like that's how his relationships are. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that there is more, there can be more to you. Yes, the fullness. Be filled with the fullness of God. Like you can have the full version. Like Ida has a song called God's Banquet. She has three versions of the song. There's a short one, there's a medium one, and there's a long play one. There's the same song. But there's three versions. Beautiful. So, in a sense, there are three versions of God. You can have more, more, mora, and morest. <laughs> Receive the morest. <laughs> so, let's look at the verse again because it's telling us something beautiful. It says, that you put, okay, you know, let's, if you, if you take it from um, verse 14, he's, it's a prayer actually. It's a prayer. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father. Bow my knees means I'm praying. And notice his topic. Never you hear a no for this topic. This morning, those of you who are here in the morning, I showed you, you always get yes. How many realize that you got a trick this morning? I mean, you can't say your prayer will even be delayed. Yes, no, I mean, so when we say 100% answered prayer, 100% answered prayer, God, it's real. I mean, you, you, a person who is not so mature in God, you know that God will never delay in answering this prayer. I say, wait. God, I ask for wisdom. Wait, wait till next year. Well, why should you wait till next year for wisdom? Wisdom is coming now. Anyway, so I bow my knees. And then the next verse, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named, Zoe, come to me, all right, that he would grant to you the riches of his glory. Glory to God. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. These are spiritual, very spiritual prayers. No prayer for cars. No beloveds. No houses. No money. No jobs. Huh? Do you think God will answer this prayer? God will say, wait. Wait to be strengthened. I don't want to strengthen you now. Wait, wait to be strengthened later. No. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you be rooted and grounded in love. I mean, this is very spiritual sounding. This is prayer topic. Verse 18. That you may be able to comprehend the length and breadth and depth and height. 
and to know the love of Christ. Hey. Are there no spiritual power? Like it doesn't look related to our life's issues. You get it? That you might be filled with the fullness of God. You see, this is also part of the prayer. So from tonight, the fullness of God, that is all the relationships that you are to maintain with the Holy Spirit and with God, all are going to be your portion. Now, what are the relationships? The Holy Spirit in you is one relationship. That's why I said that if you ever had a person who said, oh, I'm so happy to be close to you. And you feel, I'm not close to this person. But the person feels it's close to you. So God, we, we come say, oh God, thank you. Very. God is looking and saying, look, you have a very small part of me. I've not been relating closely to you. And you, are, you feel very happy. Hmm? What do you think? Yeah. It's quite some way. So the first relationship is the Holy Spirit uh, baptism. The Holy Spirit in you. You see, out of your belly shall flow rivers. It's going to pour out, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. But which part of you? In. And the Bible says, he shall be in you. He's with you, but shall be in you. So that's one. The second is the Holy Spirit with you. With you. All the Old Testament people, when they were talking about the Holy Spirit of God, it was all with you. Yes, he dwelleth with you and uh, he shall be in you. So he was always with you. Then later, with the Holy Spirit baptism, he comes in you. Okay. Then came Jesus and then had another type of relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Okay. That is the one, what we usually call anointing. When you say somebody's anointed, that's what we mean usually. Not, not having the Holy Spirit baptism. Holy Spirit baptism, we mean he's been filled with the Holy Spirit and speaks in tongues. It's one. Then another is God is with us. The Lord thy God, Zephaniah 318. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee or with your Zephaniah 318. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Zephaniah 317. Yeah. It is God in your midst. Or when Moses said, don't go with us. If you don't go with us, we won't go. It was all about God with me. All right. If God be, well, that's even another one. God be for us. That's God on your side. But it's not. Um, if God be with us or for us, it's the same as with, in, upon. God is for you. Are you still around? Is it too difficult for you to understand? I mean, up to class four can understand this. Check your name and whether it's been to class four. And don't ask your grown-up if it's been to class four because you never know. Maybe you went to middle school, there was no class four in the middle school. Oh, you jumped. They jumped you. My dad is showing up now. They jumped you from class three to class five. It has, it has found you in church. 
Alright? So, now, what he's trying to say is that, so all these, I could have the relate. Now, if you take even me, I can relate with you as a pastor. I can relate with you as a father. I can relate with you as a friend. I can relate with you as a doctor. I can relate with you as a prophet. I can relate with you as an apostle. If I'm an apostle, it'd be a bit more distant. It's like I'm a founder of churches. It's like you are in one of my churches. You see, all churches which are lighthouse churches and other UD churches, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the apostle. But those who are here, I'm their pastor also. So I'm, I can have more relationships with you. You see, I can even relate with you um, financially. Like I, could, I can give you money. I mean, if I have more money than you. You may have more money than me. <laughs> so, like, there are so many ways I, I could relate with you, but there is, there is the fullest possible relationship. You see, so that's what Paul was praying in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse uh, 17, is it? He says that you be filled with the fullness. Uh, no, verse 19. You be filled with the fullness of God. Yes, you be filled with the fullness. Okay. Now, one of the things that changes when we relate with God is, um, is, is the presence. That's the part that changes. That's the part that goes away. Now, how many of you sometimes you come to church, you can feel the presence of God? And then so that you go home and then it's like, you really feel, I don't feel anything. I feel like I'm in the wrong place even. Isn't it? That's the part that is going and coming. But the Holy Spirit in you that you can speak in tongues, He's always there. And then the gift. When you have the gift to pastor, to preach, to sing, I mean, you, you can operate in it and you'll be cool. You know, but the differences come in the presence. So when you are very sensitive to the spirit, you can meet people who have the gift. Like they can really preach. They can pray for the sick. They can do things, but the presence of God is not there. That's the little difference. Yeah. It's only when you are very sensitive to the spirit that you, you sense those things. Yeah. Those are, those are differences, but they're not so easy to see by someone who is not discerning of the spirit. Are you with me? Yeah. So, then what happens is that the presence of this, or one of the relationships is changed. And it's usually the presence. The, the, the gift doesn't change because he says the gifts and calling are without repentance. So the spirit of God upon a person usually doesn't change. That's why you see that sometimes you can do something wrong or you sin and you still flow in the power of your gift. I mean, you choristers, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> They didn't come for revival. I don't know where it says here. 
शिवा या आई मीन पीपल कैन कम स्ट्रेट फ्रॉम फोनिकेशन टू मिनिस्टर and you see like the power is flowing yes. yeah. yeah so if you are not discerning you wouldn't know you wouldn't notice because it's the gift the gift is there and the person still speaks in tongues the spirit is in the person and the gift is there but the difference is the presence that's the difference. so if you remember when samson went and gave up his power to the lady Delilah all right he wished not that the spirit had departed so when he say the spirit had departed of course he doesn't go into the details i'm going to the details when you say the spirit had departed what do you mean by the spirit has departed because later the spirit was with him again do you see and help him to fight the philistines again do you see so there, there was a change in the level of relationship you see there was a change if you take Saul Saul was a king that's why David didn't want to attack him David Saul, Saul was a king he said we well, don't have to attack somebody who is anointed you see but the spirit of the lord was now on David not on Saul and an evil spirit rather was Tormenting, but he was anointed to be the king. He was a gifted. That's why you still have to be loyal to him. You don't have to take a knife to attack him. That's why Jesus didn't attack Judas. Because Judas was anointed. He breathed on filled, be filled with the Spirit. He sent them with power. He was anointed. So he, he, he left him. We just kept wanting him. And Judas, I mean, things were working for him. It was another noise. He was getting money. I mean, he was now rich and he was prosperous. And he had now 30 pieces of silver. I mean, Charlie, things were working. <laughs> I'm sure he had invested in some taxes so that after Jesus goes, you know, he will have. Because Jesus had been saying he was going, he was going. He was wondering what the plan was. So that's some investments. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Securitization of future earnings. I'm sure Judas was working in Echo Bank or one of those banks. <laughs> he understood bonds and all this kind of things. Securitization. Is that the right way? Securitization of future earnings. Listen, let me tell you something. This is just by the way. This is not part of the preaching, but just anytime you hear somebody who does economics, finance, anything, and what he says you don't understand, I am telling you that he himself doesn't understand what he's saying. Because, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because these people couldn't get science when they were in school. They couldn't do science. How can they ever say something that you don't understand? using words and so on to yes 
and I'm, I'm happy because one day I read a, a little a, a book on economics, you know, by someone who worked, I think it was a fin- economist, financial world bank. He knew the history of economics. And he, and he said that, uh, I can't even tell you the name of the book. The book is called Why Rich Countries Are Rich and Why Poor Countries Are Rich. It's a thick, very thick book like this. He said that economists have over have made simple things over complicated to create a kind of science as if people cannot understand. Yes, he actually, I mean, he actually debunked all the Washington policies and all this IMF, World Bank, what's not that. It is not as complex as they are making. And it's true. They couldn't, you see people who couldn't get even admin. You know, in the university, in the, the art subjects, we have law admin. After law and admin, then we have archaeology, philosophy, political science, and all these things. Yes. They are social scientists. A scientist of social things. I mean, even that, you see, they are trying to make something out of social scientists. Yeah, you are, you are, you are doing so, social. How do you call it a science? How did it become a science? Social studies. That's what you should call it, social studies. You don't have to say social science. No, in, the guy wrote, he said, look, they are make over complicating things which are very simple. Yes. And he said, look, you cannot be rich. The, your wealth depends on the jobs you do. You can't expect somebody who sells tomatoes to be as rich as somebody who sells iPhones. Yes. And he said, it's very simple. African countries are selling granites, tomatoes, and onions. Rich countries are selling phones, cars, whatever. It's simple. What are your amazing words to complicate it? So you tell the poor country, you cannot be rich by doing farming. That is simple. You're selling granite with somebody who doesn't eat granites. He only eats at a small thing in an aeroplane, some small granite. And that is your job. How can you compare with somebody who is a doctor? Or somebody... Oh. Is it not simple economics? In Europe, they make Samsung, iPhone, this, this, this. We are selling oranges. We have oranges, tomatoes, this. How can we be rich? How can we be compared? Is this economics difficult? This, by the way. Let's go back to the presence of God. Back to the presence. <laughs> it's so simple. Economics without tears. <laughs> anyway, what has brought us to this economics? Does anybody remember? <laughs> Judas. He was doing securitization of future earnings. You know? He was trying to secure himself for the future. Buy some shares with 30 pieces of silver. Wow. So, uh, I'm just saying that don't let us let the relationship with God change. We need the presence of God. All the time. Now, what are the things you need for the presence of God? Exodus 25. Exodus 25. Verse 1. 
the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children that they bring me an offering. Everybody willingly. All right. Verse 3. This is the offering you shall take. Gold, silver, brass. All right. Blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair. We are going to talk about goat's hair. You'll be blessed. Yes. How many want to learn about goat's hair? Oh. <laughs> yes. All right. And blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen, goat's hair. All right. Verse 6. Verse 6. Oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, for sweet incense. Onyx stones. We talk about onyx stones. Stones to be set in the effort and in the breastplate. All right? Beautiful. And let them make me a sanctuary. Or let them make me a place. Sanctuary is like, hey, a safe place. Okay, a safe place. Yes, it's a sanctuary. It's another name, meaning of sanctuary. A safe place. God is looking for a safe environment. Where he can be. Amen? Amen? That I may dwell among them. Alright? Verse 9. According to that which I shall show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments, even so shall ye make it. Alright? And then it goes on to describe the ark of the covenant, which I hear is in Ethiopia. Alright? Now, so... God told them, make sure you make the pattern. And in Hebrews, the Bible tells us that these things were the pattern of, they were patterns of things in heaven. Yes. Pattern of things in heaven. Now, yesterday I saw on the news, yeah, put it back there, necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Now, you will see that there are patterns of things in heaven. Where are the heavens? I was, I saw the news here, it's not the news, but I just saw a flash. They said that Venus is overtaking Jupiter early in the morning. You know, I think this morning. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see? Now, you see, now Jupiter and uh, Venus. They are not wild. See, Venus is just here. And Jupiter is also just here. If you want something that is far away, we're talking about stars. Yeah. The nearest star is four light years away. Proxima Centauri. You talk about stars that are 650,650 light years. We are talking about stars which are 1,000 light years away. That means that you are seeing what it looked like a 1,000 years ago. It was... It looked some 6,000 years. That's it, Abraham's time. When it's blinking, it, you are seeing Abraham, how it was blinking in Abraham's time. It's taking that long, 6,000 years to come, to flash on earth. So Venus and Jupiter, we've passed that stage. We are looking at stars and beyond. Okay? And we are looking at the heavens, where God is. Yes. God is great, oh. You can't even imagine where God is and who he is. You know? Yeah. And all the planets are empty. Nobody. 
dry, either cold or hot. Barren, sand, stones, rocks. They brought rocks from Mars. It was just rock, empty. Nobody. Yeah. It's raining in Venus. It's raining now with sulfuric acid. Acid is raining. You can't go there for holidays. So, you see, God is very, very great. And over there, he dwells in glory. So he's given us some few things that could maybe give a kind of feeling of where God is. Yeah. So that's why I said, make sure you, you, you make it according to this style. So Exodus 25 has the blueprint for the pattern of the sanctuary. And so it's of interest to us. And all the things are a bit queer. Blue, scarlet, white, goat's hair, ram skin dyed red, a pole, a nail, this, that. That is all to create a sanctuary where God will be happy to be. So each one is worth thinking about. So purple. Now, purple, this is just a short Bible lesson for this evening. Purple is the color of royalty. Riches. Okay. I mean, gold is also there. There's a lot of rich things there. But I believe that the royal power of God, you see, the royal nature of God is such that it is good to create a certain environment where God can be. Yes. Ramshackle environments are not the environments of God. And you can see, when you go to poor countries, you can see that the demon of poverty and the demon of disorganization is there. That's where they work. It's a spirit. Yeah. It's the spirit. It's amazing. Disorganization and confusion. All right? Now, the Bible says the rich man was clothed in purple and fine linen. All right? And there are so many wonderful scriptures that talk about, um, there are so many wonderful scriptures that talk about royalty. Now, royalty is something that you need to learn. And from today, you are receiving a royal spirit. And you are going to dwell in a royal environment. Amen. Just one scripture, and then we jump into our last scripture for the day. Songs of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 10. King Solomon made himself a chariot, the wood of Lebanon, and he made the pillars thereof of silver, the bottom thereof of gold, the covering it of it of purple, the midst thereof being paved with love for the daughters of Jerusalem. Amen. Doctor, can you read Mark fifteen verse sixteen to eighteen? Mark fifteen. Mark 15, verse 16. 
And the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole band. And they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head and began to salute him. Hail, king of the Jews. And they smote him on the head with a reed and did spit upon him and bowing their knees, worshipped him. Wow. So notice verse 16, it says, or verse 17, they clothed him with purple and planted a crown of thorns. So a real king is always outlined and demarcated and presented in purple. So it looks like God wants you and I to walk in, have some kind of royalty, wherever you are. Amen. What do you think? You know, so when you, when you have, when you go out wearing a singlet, I don't think you are fulfilling sleeveless. <laughs> Eating kinky and fish by the roadside. It doesn't really look like a king. What do you think? You are receiving the grace to live like a king. Do you have the living Bible? Dear friend, Psalm 45 is our last scripture. Verse 1. From today, listen, you know Revelation chapter 1, I believe verse 4. Revelations 1 verse 4. Verse 5. Yeah. Verse 6 mm-hmm. He has made us Kings And priests So you are now A king And there must be some royalty About you Now royalty is not about Having a lot of money You know when you go home, look at your bedroom and see whether it's royal or it's bizarre. Some of us, if we hold, if we hold our hands and we walk together to the room, we may not be so happy. So royalty, I believe, creates an environment where many things of God can take place. And many things cannot take place when that royalty is not there. So I want to show you many things that can happen when the royal environment is there. And that royal environment 
is something that you must try. You see, if you take this room, for instance, it's nothing much so expensive here. It's not much expensive, anything expensive. Yes. But there's an atmosphere. And that atmosphere is the atmosphere of royalty. Which also we need air conditioning because a king cannot be sweating so much. Wiping, wiping, fanning. I don't think it's such a royal environment. The hot. Hey! Are you still around? Beautiful. Now, Psalm 45. Now, let's use the Living Bible because it's a little easier. Alright? Shall we? Now, this is a special one for a royal person. And that's you. Enjoying the presence of God. And it's also the Lord. The son of a king. Beautiful words stir my heart. And I will recite a lovely poem about the king. What do you think? I will recite a lovely poem about the king. You see, it's only a king that can have such a poem. The one we are about to read. And they are all prophecies for you. My tongue is like the pen of a skillful poet. I'm sure you know this in the King James. Switch it to the King James. Let's look at the King James of this one. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things that I have made touching the king. My my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Back to the living Bible, please. We are happier with that one for now. Beautiful words stir my heart. I will recite a lovely poem about the king. For my tongue is like the pen of a skillful poet. Beautiful. Verse 2. Are you still around? You are the most handsome of all. (laughs) You see, when you create a royal environment in your church, in your life, automatically it is believed, assumed, that the person in it is of a certain caliber. Caliber. Now, if you take a pig style, you know the pig style is? The environment of pigs. You assume that a pig is the one staying here. You don't assume that a king is, or a prodigal son, either a, a, a pig or a prodigal son is staying here. So, when you create a certain environment, it is assumed, and it's almost like you must be nice. Yeah, you must be nice. These are people who come to this church 
and then they see the environment. They, they, they assume if you are, are you here? So I'm here. So you must be nice because the church is nice. You must be nice too. True or not true? Yeah. That is why people assume that white people are not crooks. And that they do not break contracts. But if you want to know crooks, thieves, people who need contracts more than anybody as white people, Kaliba. Hi, Kaliba. Yes. I don't want to tell you some stories. But many people assume, oh, if the white man is doing it, then rather when the white man is doing it, we have to be very sharp and very careful. That's why Ghana has gone into so many judgment debts. We don't know how we are, you don't know the type of people you are dealing with. You don't know them. Yes. That's why most Ghanaians who have gotten into mortgage are broke. Because they don't know that the man who is sitting to making you sign, he knows that 70%, 80% of the people who are signing this thing will never own the house. They have the statistics there. I sit at in front of you and smile and say congratulations, open a bottle of champagne. For, for, for making you join something that 80% never are happy with it at the end. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like an assumption that because Europe is nice, America is nice. All the people that are from that place are nice. Uh-huh. And that's why there's an assumption. When they come and they see the environment here, the place is wild. There's no road. The water is not flowing. This is like the person who is there must be somewhere. <laughs> yes. So if you don't have a royal environment, there is an assumption that you are prodigal son or a pig. True. It's just an assumption that just happens. I mean, I'm just saying you don't speak. You don't. You haven't started speaking. So now the the king, Psalm 45, because of the environment of a king, it's like he's handsome. But not all are handsome. But it's like you must be handsome. You are handsome. It's like a king. So it makes you, you the one who is in it, look attractive. Yes. Yes. That is why the ladies, it's, it's good to do your hair. We, we want you to, do, please buy more wigs. No, we really want you to do your hair. And we always assume that the person is nice because she looks nice. 
happens when you dress royally, it's assumed that your character and your whatever is nice and good as well. It's an assumption that unfortunately is not always correct. So please do your hair always and buy moderate. Any husband who marries you doesn't want to buy dresses and whatever, he should marry a boy rather. He shouldn't marry a girl. Girls need, God forbid that you should marry a boy, but you must know how to stay with a girl. Grow up. When you are in the royal environment, you become more handsome and more attractive. Yes. Then your words, gracious words, stream from your lips. Yes. It it seems as if the words you are speaking. I mean, if I was standing in the midst of rubbish and a rat runs across here. And there are a lot of milk, empty milk cartons and boxes here. Some sardine, some empty sardine tins and other kinky wrappers are all here. Even as the words are coming, you wouldn't feel that these are gracious words. Gracious words stream from your lips. And then God Himself has blessed you forever. So, People feel that God has blessed when you stand in a royal atmosphere. Yeah. And you sort of sense a certain presence of God. Yes. I remember when I went to visit the president of Mali. One of the most beautiful presidential palaces. Yes. Remember? Yes. I, I mean, when I got there, you know, compared to Mali itself, you get it? Mali, an exporter of Willie. Yes. That is one of their main. That's one of their main jobs is to export Willie. Do you know Willie? What we eat with Wache. Yes, it's one of their main exports. Willie. But when I got to the palace, very beautiful. Beautiful pillars, beautiful furnishing. I mean, really beautiful. So we were sitting there waiting for some time for the president. And I mean, so I asked, someone said this was designed by France. French, whatever. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, it's nicer than what we have. Oh yes, very beautiful. So, as we were waiting there, it's like whoever is coming must be something great. Yes. That's why royal atmosphere is important. Because whoever it is who is here must be. It was going to be overthrown soon, but it is still powerful. It is more this. Yes. Huh? The atmosphere. And whatever he said seemed to be gracious. So the word of God is even hindered by a mulliganous environment. Yes. So depending on where you are from, you need to upgrade. So like you are from maybe from Mali, but you upgrade to a certain 
French feel. Standard. Yes. And then you know, because as soon as you step out of here, you see that you are in a different world. Yes. Total. Totalistic. (laughs) And God has blessed you. Verse 3. Put on your sword, almighty warrior. You see, anybody who comes into the royal environment. See, this is where, for instance, cars and some of these things become important. Sometimes when you don't drive in a certain type of car, you know, you just assume that, you know, a mulligan. Do you know what a mulligan is? A mulligan is like when you are playing golf and then you play the wrong one. They say, oh, don't add it to the scores. It's like we've dashed you. It's non-scoring. So when you come around and they feel that you are a mulligan, it's like a non-scoring person who doesn't matter has come. But because, because of the car. So that's something where it has a place. And because of that, you see that some men of God have taken it to World Cup in terms of the cars. Yes. They would have stayed with Premier League or just play the league in the country, but they've taken it to World Cup or Universe Cup. Huh. I mean, I, I don't drive a royal car. I don't drive. I know that I don't drive a royal car. I may drive a royal car. It's not a problem. But the royal environment is necessary. Yeah. Put on your sword, almighty warrior. That's why many of these young prophets and young pastors, they have, they have a certain type of car. When they arrive with, with their Range Rover and you sense that a man of God with gracious words has arrived. Yes. There's a place for that. There's a place for that. No doubt. Put on your sword, almighty warrior. You are so glorious and majestic. You see, the royal environment creates a certain feeling of something important is coming. Amen. You are declared important. Verse 4. In your majesty. So, ride out to victory. Now, if let's change this to King James, because I like the King James of this one. I like the King James of this one. In thy majesty, ride prosperously. Yes. Ride prosperously. So, you start to ride prosperously. You see, even when somebody wants to give you a gift, the person will think twice. This is a royal person that I'm going to give a gift to. Is it right to give him two pieces of chicken? We went once to a country. They didn't give us two pieces of chicken. They brought us the whole animal. From the president. The whole animal. Cut up. Divided and spread out. A special meal. We were given one animal to eat. Not two pieces of chicken. And chips. You've got to be serious. Ride on prosperously. Prosperity is released over your life. 
Because of truth, meekness, and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. So your ministry, your calling is going to ride on prosperity. Now, some of us grew up as villagers. And your taste is a villager's taste. Like even when you are doing nice things And like you have money We can immediately see where you are from By the time you finish spending the money Do you know some people like that in Ghana? But we don't want to mention where where you know Which part of Ghana? Is it up, middle, down? Somewhere in the Somewhere in between In between somewhere and somewhere well, Even when they do things You know that it's from this person So like the Malian situation You have to get the taste from another place And learn I see some of you When there is an opportunity to learn something new Which means they are making you a gentleman or they are making you a lady. You don't want it. You don't want it. You know, when I went to Ethiopia, we were taken to a Chinese, beautiful Chinese restaurant. Wait, wait, wait. So when we got there, they gave us Chopsticks, fork, knife, and I took my chopsticks because because I've been trained in chopsticks. Yes, I've been trained. My Malaysian father taught me. He taught me. This is how I hold it like this. I've, I've been. I've been. I've been. Made, I can go different types of. Take me to Arabia. I'll, I'll flow with their things. Take me to Asia. I, I have my rice. I eat rice with chopsticks. Rice, one, one, one with chopsticks. You are still eating with fork and knife. You are moving higher in Jesus' name. No, I don't want to talk about your hands. I, just, I, I pretended as if I didn't know. A spoon. You are eating with a spoon. Stop fighting royalty when it is being imparted to you. Did you hear what I said? Stop fighting it. Yes. Some of you, you only know how to eat, uh, drink, cook. Everywhere you go, what will you drink? Coke, Coca, Coke. Coke or Sprite. You see, you know where you are from. I see royalty coming over you. Do you know why Chinese people are not fat? Really, can you can you imagine a Chinese woman with as big bottoms as we have in certain places? Yeah, you don't see, you don't see. Very small, slim. Because they drink Chinese tea with everything. So it dissolves there. Fat. 
They eat. They drink hot tea before they eat and hot tea after. And not a coke, which has frozen their fat. It freezes the fat and the fat moves as solid like cars that are moving. <laughs> Ride on prosperously. Ride on prosperously. And because of truth, meekness, and righteousness. Verse 5. This is a, the, yeah. Thine arrows are sharp. Piercing your enemies' hearts. So when you have the royal purple environment, your arrows are sharp. The nations fall beneath that. Your ministry becomes international. Huh? Your arrows are sharp. I invest more in the place that I pray. And my arrows from that place are sharp. People live and die from my study. People live and die from my study. It's an environment. Yes. A purple room. there's, There's nothing colored purple, but it's an environment, a royal environment. Because I value the times I'm with God. Whenever I enter my study, I say, Lord, I'm back. And he knows that I'm back. Because I communicate direct to heaven, beyond the stars. This thousand light years. It's, when I speak, it goes beyond. I say, when I speak, it, it, it goes. Sharp arrows. Verse 6. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You see, your throne, it endures. The royalty helps to establish your throne. You rule with a scepter of justice. I mean, when the environment is, looks good, you can sense that you are going to get justice. If you go to court and the person who is sitting there Sitting in some ramshackle place, they can't remember the things that are being said. You get a feeling of the type of justice you are going to get. Files are torn, you can't find anything. You deposit documents there, you can't find the person can't find your things. And I mean, you can have a feeling of the kind of justice a judge who can be bribed with a television. You can give him a television, you change his mind, or chicken, or a goat. But you can see the kind of environment that they work in can tell you the kind of justice. And he says that you rule with a scepter of justice because you are, you are a king and you are in royalty. This is all that is expected from you. Fairness. Yes. Not, 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 not struggles. Verse 7. You love justice. Yes. I mean, it's just assumed once the environment is there that you love justice. And you hate him. Yes. Therefore, you see, God, your God, has anointed you. 
pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. So you see there's more power and more anointing flowing in a royal, kingly atmosphere. Look at verse 1 again. Look at verse 1. Beautiful words tear up my heart. I'll recite a lovely poem about the king or about the royal environment. You see, and then in verse 7 it says, Therefore God my God, let's take that one in the King James. It's nice in the King James. Nice in King James. Put it on King James. It says, Thou lovest righteousness and hatred. Therefore God thy God has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above. So you, you sort of even sense more anointing above other places when the kingly environment is present. Yes, I'll recite a lovely poem about the king and his whole environment. Yeah, beautiful. Verse 8. Beautiful. Receive a greater anointing. Now, mer allows and cassia perfume your robes. Yes, I mean, people assume. In ivory palaces, the music of strings entertains you. You see, when you are in that environment, people assume that everything you have is expensive. Yes. Yes. And they assume that this must cost this, this must cost this, this must be this, this must be that. They assume. I mean, that myrrh, aloes, cassia, perfume. Yes, expensive. Ivory palaces. There's music. Music of strings entertains you. So in this environment, you sense perfumes and gifts. There are nice gifts there. You just assume there must be gifts and beautiful things. Nice things. Palaces. Beautiful. Verse. Next verse. Ah. Now, in an environment, a kingly environment, we have here king's daughters are among your noble women. And at your right side stands the queen wearing jewelry of finest gold from Ophir. Now, where the presence of God is, you have king's daughters. King's daughters. High quality daughters are found there. They work there. High quality. King's daughters. Not our men. Strange women. Prostitutes. Bad people. Destroyers. No. King's daughters are among. So where the presence of God is and the purple, you cannot have strange women parading, shaking their Come on. Shaking them whatever all around the place. What are you talking about? King's daughters. No bull, no bull. 
king's daughters are among your noble women. So where the presence of God is. I mean, you don't expect somebody showing their nipples to come out. Shaking. We are expecting king's daughters, a certain type. Caliber. A certain caliber of ladies. Tell your neighbor, I will be one of those king's daughters. You know, people are afraid of girls. But I tell you, wait, wait. People are afraid of girls, but you see, girls are like, um, wait, wait. They are like, um, they are like people that can really help. Yeah. They can really spoil and really help both. Really spoil everything or really help everything. Now, in the environment of the king's house, you have to know who can be there. Not everybody can be there. Yes. You need a certain caliber. You have to be clean. You have to be clean. And you have to take what I'm saying seriously. Not everybody is clean. And, and not everybody is humble. The king's house, the royal environment is humble people. Because when you, are, when you come to the king's house, who are you? There's a king here. Ah, you can I mean, come and be waving your... Whatever you are nothing. You are just a king's daughter in the in the king's house. You, you must flow. You know some of the ladies, the king's daughters that are around. Put on, put in the King James. King James. Yeah. King's daughters were among thy honourable women. Now, honorable women shall be found in the king's presence. Yes. Now, that is why, you know, some of the ladies that you see around, they are honorable women. And, and you would be surprised at their background. Because often you think this person is just a church property. But you wouldn't know that this person is something else. High caliber. Because when you work for the church for some time, at the point you look like you are not educated. Or that you don't have sense. As if there's a defect. Uh It's a problem or there's something that has made you work in the church. Yes. But you'll be amazed. I have them. High caliber. Those of you who are used to 
strange women. You, attra- you see, you must grow up spiritually. When you see a strange woman, your antennas go up. There's these tacas which have antennas that go up. That's how your antennas must go. You can't be attracted to such people. You have to grow out of it. Thank you. Thank you. you have to grow out of yourself. Charlie. You know, one day I traveled with some pastor. And when we got back to Ghana, he said, you know, I can never stay in that country. I said, why? He said, the ladies are too beautiful. <laughs> the ladies are too beautiful. But my question is, how do you know they are beautiful? Have you ever talked to one? How can you decide somebody is nice? You see, that's why you make you choose the wrong person. You just look and say, oh, you're fine. How can you say you're fine? I mean, let's be serious. You choose people by just telling the girl you're fine. It's fine if we hold the head now and we lift it. You see whether it's fine or no fine. I'll take my hand and run to the congregation, lifting up the heads. And you see. How do you know that it's fine? Tell your neighbor, no longer am I impressed by strange women. Whether it's golden brown, coffee color, ebony black, inside light, whatever. Jet black, ebony black. No more. Dark and lovely. And what again? Fluorescent blue. Hey! Are there blue ones too? Snow White. <laughs> and on thy right hand, they stand the queen in gold of offer. Yes. The, the queen is standing as the king is sitting. Yes. Yes. Royalty. The queen is standing. So there is a queen and there are other honorable women. Yes. There is a queen and there are honorable women. Not strange women. Honorable. You know, there is somebody listening to me. You are attracted by golden brown girls. I'm not joking. When I said golden brown. It's a color. that comes as a golden brown it's like you are immediately charged yeah but Lay your hand on your eyes from today. Your eyes will see the difference between an honorable woman and a dishonorable woman. Put your hand on your heart from today. 
your heart will be attracted to an honorable woman and not to a dishonorable woman. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 10. Now, look, this is the environment of royalty. Yes. Remember, verse 1 is a poem to a king. He says, Beautiful words tear up my heart. I will recite a lovely poem about the king or about the royal environment. Beautiful. Verse 10. Verse 10. Now, listen to me, oh royal daughter. You see, when you get the chance to work in the house of God and in a royal environment, it says, take to heart what I say. Uh, Forget about your people and your family far away. Uh, You see, some of you don't want to leave behind what is behind and just take on Royalty, because this is what God has done. It's a great thing. And you see, when you fail to do that, you miss out on God's blessing. Yes. Forget about your um, your people and your family far away. Is Stanley here? Stanley, are you here? Stanley from Dominica. Come, come and let's, let's listen to you. Come with your wife. Come with your wife. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Come this way. Don't walk on the blue. I'll be talking about blue soon. So you understand the of Come. Yeah. This is Stanley. Have you got a microphone for him? Beautiful. This ebony. All right. Now, he was a missionary. He is. He was a missionary to um, Dominica. Dominica. Is it the right way to say it? It's Dominica. Dominica, yes. And um, if you remember, there was a hurricane. All right. What is the name of the hurricane that came to your island? Hurricane Maria. Maria. Yeah. A lady. A lady. I hear the hurricane, the female hurricanes are very <laughs> deadly, more deadly than the male, the male hurricanes. And what happened to your island? You were in the, you were in the hurricane. Bishop, I was right in the middle. And it, the hurricane devastated us. And ferocious winds, Bishop. Ferocious. The wind blew vehemently. Vehemently. <laughs> Was your house shaking? Shaking, Bishop, all around. How many hours? About five to six hours. Did people die? People died, Bishop. People's roofs came off? People's roofs, people's houses, there are no more houses. Completely destroyed by the winds. Completely destroyed by the winds. And the rains. And the rains. Yes, Bishop. And you were in it? I was right in the center. Wow. And why were you in Dominica? What on earth? drove you to Dominica. <laughs> Bishop, you sent me there and I, I, I went there, Bishop. You went there. Yes, please. Now, look at verse 10. 
Forget your people and your family far away. Eh? What does verse 11 say? For your royal husband delights in your beauty. So God delights in you. And honor him for he is your Lord. Now, go back to verse 10. Forget all. Now, your family were calling you. Bishop, they tell, were, tell us what happened. They, they, they were calling me and they, they couldn't get me. So they, they gathered and uh, they had a meeting. They said I should come for a meeting, Bishop. To leave the island and to come back to London. Why? Because of the, the hurricanes, Bishop. The whole island was devastated. The whole island, even the prime minister's house, <coughs> was affected. The prime minister's house. The prime minister's house. He sent a tweet that his house is under under attack. The last night, it was it was finished. So, you went back to your family. No, please. I, w- I went to another island, uh, Saint Lucia. And then you came back. And I went back to Dominica. Wow. And tell me the testimony. What happened? Bishop, when we landed, the first day we met. But your family had been calling, come to London. Forcing, forcing us to come back. Bishop, the first day we, we, we went back. After um, the hurricane. After the hurricane. Uh, me and Reggie, we, we, we met with the prime minister of the country. How, how did you meet him? Went up to, went up, we went up uh, to, to his office. And we said we were here, we were here to... To, uh, to just encourage and then to, to see whatever we can do to help the nation. Are prayers. you ready to see the Prime Minister to encourage him? To encourage him. <laughs> that you as a missionary are here to encourage him. Yes, Bishop. Uh, and then what happened? And the Bishop, the, the next day, we went up to where the international organizations are gathered. And Bishop, the first the day... We, international organizations. Organizations have gathered. They have an office, emergency uh, recovery. United of, Nations. United Nations were present. And the very first day... No, but your parents were saying that you should come back. They said we should, I should come because back. Because you are what? I'm not, uh, I'm not using my engineering uh, You are what, I, what, what, what are you? I was teaching, Bishop. And, I mean, you are what is your qualification? I'm an what uh, aviation engineer, an aerospace engineer. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> it's a science student, anyway. Okay. So, tell us what happened. So, you went to the UN offices. I went there, Bishop. And as soon as we got there... The man that we spoke to, we said we are also here. Uh, we are here to offer our services. And that very moment, the man said, send our CVs. And Bishop, by the Monday, we are, we are UN employees. You are United Nations. You United. now work for the UN. Yes, Bishop, as consultants. Me and as Reggie. consultants. Yes, Bishop. You and your assistant yes, missionary are now UN. We look after the whole island. The, you look after the whole the island. The whole building div- uh, damage assessment. Is now a UN consultant. Yes. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. He says, forget your people and your family far away. You see, he decided to embrace the mission to Dominica. Even though it was devastated. 
Okay. I know a lot of people left, isn't it? Yes, Bishop. They left the island. After this liberation hurricane, they, they wiped out the whole place. It's like you can't stay there. And if there's no what, electricity and still... The electricity, just water is starting to come back now. There's no electricity? No, no, please. Where I am, there's no electricity at all. We sleep with uh, torches and candles. But you're in charge of the country as a country. We are, we are looking after the country. <laughs> <laughs> Do they pay you in CDs or which currency? Which currency? So upgraded as U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. Yes, sure. And the country uses which currency? East Caribbean dollars. Car- East Caribbean dollars. Yes, please. But they've upgraded you to U.S. dollars. Far, far beyond. Far. Forget about your people and your family far away. You see, when you are welcomed into the royal environment of God's house, accept it and forget about it. You can't say, I used to work at Unilever. It is in Unilever. It's not necessary here. I used to work at uh, Fun Milk. <laughs> I used to work at AMA. I'm working at Polytank. PNT. You are working at PNT. Forget about your family, Zoom Lion, and all these places. You don't know how, you see, because when you are brought to be in the royal family and you don't appreciate it, it's an insult to the royalty. Yeah, it's an insult. I mean, can you imagine the king has married you? Then later there is a marital beast. And they are discussing with you. Say, hey, madam. You know that you were not, I mean, anywhere. And you were selected. Do you not appreciate it? Oh, I don't really know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm glad. And I'm also, he's also glad that he married me. But I don't really know what... You can sense the person is not so impressed. And I want you to know that you can't work for God and not be impressed. You have to be impressed with God. I'll be talking. I can also be mentioning places I, I could have been. Yeah. I would have been in America. I would have been in uh, Boston. I would have been in Massachusetts. I'd have been in Geneva, Anaole, Zurich, Lausanne, working. I am now in the royal presence of somebody who is beyond the stars. I'm waiting to see him. Wow. I have to forget about all these other things and appreciate the honor done to me. Yeah. It's not something small. One day I was asking a lady, I said, you are not appreciative that you married uh, this brother. She was just looking at me. And the looking at me means she was not appreciative. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't want to say it in a certain way, so she was just looking at me. I mean, I became heated. <laughs> the body language was telling me that, huh? Down the west. <laughs> it's not as great as you think. 
It's not as great as you think. Forgive. Forgive. You were praying. Lord, remember me. Now the Lord has remembered you. And you say, it will not be anything. Look, it's the great honor. You see, we are here. This is God's house. One day, all that we've done for God is what will be counted. Everything else will not count. You know, one of our pastors just died, Dr. Brown. Mr. Dr. Brown. He was a lecturer in the university, in a medical school. Not, I mean, philosophy or political science. Medical school. Now, you know, as he, as he died, you know, just before he died, he, he made a recording. Yes, he made a recording. And he said, when I die, the presiding bishop must decide what would happen to me. And he told the family, he should decide everything. Yes. You see, when you are going out of this world, you will not mention medical school, my this, this family, this. Look, it's, everything is God. He made it. When you hear his voice, you will even be afraid to change what he says. They were afraid. They have decided we are going to bury him. So they asked him. So they came to us. I said, I'm taking him here to bury him. I'm taking him here, and this is where I'll do it. We are afraid of the, the voice. They've left it. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And whether he was the this or that or this or that or that is nothing. Only what is for God is what matters. On that day. Both here and there. That's why to be here is such an honor. To be here is the great honor. Forget about your family far away and all these things. You can't be in a royal presence and start talking. When I was in my village, we used to catch fish. I've missed hunting. I want to go and catch some snakes. I mean, come on, I mean, you can't do this. Yes. Forget about your people. I didn't know when, when when he died. They were mentioning, they were they were saying oh, we, the family have met, the family have decided. So I was just then they said they was, there is a recording, there is a recording, <laughs> and you hear his voice when I die. <laughs> the presiding bishop should decide. Number one, you decide this. Number two, whatever he says, that is what should be done. You, when you hear the voice, the voice is shaking. This man, this is my my way. <laughs> and when they said we have decided that we bury, they have decided to bury him in one region. I said, I've decided I'll bury him in another region of Ghana. Uh, come there. I give that's my will, my wish. You must know that finding God is finding everything. And being allowed to be in this royal work. 
as we all get older, uh, as we all approach. Today's today is Ronald Bonke's last day. Did he preach today? He did preach. Wow, he came. Last day, he came to say good. He can hardly stand. Yes, he can hardly stand. This is his farewell. Last ever. Because there is a last. There will be a last Sunday, a last crusade, a last of everything. After that last one, it is the one who is beyond the stars. It's beyond our, our eyes and what we see. Yeah. And there we see. Unfortunately, few have ever come from there to come and talk, except Jesus, who said there was a certain rich man. There was Lazarus. Lazarus was drinking, and uh, this man was thirsty. Beautiful. Psalm 45. So you are now a consultant. A pastor and a consultant. A pastor and a consultant. Wow. This is beautiful. And your wife is with you there. Yes, my wife will be joining me very shortly. But she was there? She was there, yes. And then what happened? Why was she not there for the hurricane? Uh, Reggie was getting married. So you sent London her? To, to go, uh, represent me. Represent you in there. London? Yes, for sure. You have representatives? Yes. <laughs> uh, royalty, royalty. And while she was away, the hurricane came. So he was alone in the house. You were with Reggie. No, and Reggie you were was, alone. I was alone. You were all alone during the hurricane. Total. The angel of the Lord was with you. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Forget about, I mean, your village. And I don't know where, which village you are from. Tell your neighbor, your village is not working now. We need, we need the, the royal presence of God. Your village is not helping us. <laughs> you are blessed. Go and say that. Clap for this Dominican, Dominican missionaries. Verse eleven. Your royal husband, God. God delights in your beauty. Honor him. He is your Lord. If you find something to do in the house of God, God delights in your beauty. Beautiful. Verse 12. The princess of Tyre will shower you with gifts. You see, when you have a royal environment, not a beggarly environment, right, princes present gifts to you. The more you make yourself poor sounding, those of you who beg, oh, we are really suffering. We want to go and do evangelism. Please, we want you to help us. We, we don't have TV at all. Hmm. Hmm. People don't give much. That's why some of, some of us, we only give one CD or less to the beggar. Yes. Because they, they've made themselves the poorest of the poor. Yes. One day I met a beggar in London. And she was begging for money. She asked me, said, please, can I have, can, can I have, can I have one pound, please? Can I have one pound? I, if you got a pound for me, I need, then I look at the person, they said, I'm not a beggar, you know, I'm not a beggar. She was saying, I'm not a beggar. She was explaining that I'm not a beggar, I'm asking for one pound, I'm not a beggar. 
I need one pound for this. Hey, I mean, she was very forceful. I didn't mind that at all. I said, you. <laughs> you said you are not a beggar. You are, <laughs> you are too proud to stand in your office. <laughs> you don't admit it to All Bible students who beg for money. Amen. Amen. Verse 13. The king's daughter is all glorious. Amen. Verse 14. In her beautiful robe, she is led to the king, accompanied by her bridesmaids. Wow. In her beautiful robes, she is led to the king. Hmm? No comment. I don't want to make any comment about verse 14. Because if I make a comment about it, we'll go to the deep blue sea. What a joyful and enthusiastic procession as they enter the king's palace. Verse 16. Your sons will become like, will become kings like their father. Receive the royal anointing. You will make them rulers over many lands. And verse 17, I will bring honor to your name in every generation. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. Stand to your feet, everybody. Do you like the Bible? Lift your hands. Father, thanks a million for the blessing, the gifts you've given to us. Your love you've shown to us this moment. Lord, let the purple royal environment cover every one of us. May we dwell in the royalty which is necessary also for your beautiful presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. Let every beggarly village backward environment which we create go away from us Lord and let us experience your royal environment and let us attract all these blessings upon our lives we give you praise we give you thanks we give you glory in Jesus name Amen please take your seats every eye closed. If you are here today, you are not a born again Christian, but you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. If you are here like that, raise up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. I want to give my life to Jesus today. God bless you. Lift it up high. If you've lifted up your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus. Lift it up. Stand up. Stand up quickly. God bless you. Stand up to your feet and come to me. Come walk to the front. 
Are you are you standing up? Put your phone away and just come. we stand here. Say after me, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I receive Jesus as my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. This pastor is talking to you here. Take him with him, Paul. Go with him. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Now, I want to receive a special offering tonight. Amen. Can you see we are building something there? Yes. We don't ask you for anything. But tonight I want you to give something to help to build this thing. Alright. It's going to be finished soon. You can see that it's going to be finished soon. A lot of things. Toilets, this, 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 whatever. Okay. For who? It's for who? It's for us. Alright. Today we had baptism. We had our own swimming pool. I mean, it was a beautiful baptism. We had, today is Happy Baptism Day. We had about 1,000 people receiving the Holy Spirit baptism. And I baptized more than 200 people, yes, today in the swimming pool. It was beautiful. Yes. I mean, I thought I was swimming, you know. I mean, we should have it more. Why don't we have Happy Salvation Days? But I've declared seven wonder weeks. Seven wonderful, wonder-filled weeks. Seven wonders in seven weeks. Seven wonderful weeks of salvation. And it ends exactly on the 30th. Wow. Within these seven weeks, your dreams will come true. believe in such a prophecy in Jesus name Amen now give me a basket put it right here Father thank you for the blessing you give to us it's a blessing Father we are grateful touch everyone here as we give in Jesus name Amen I want some people to give a hundred CDs, hundred dollars, hundred anything. God touches you to build a church. You know, all this is millions. But I want you to give generously. Just walk to the front and put it in my basket. Avoid my blue. When I preach about the blue, you become more afraid of the blue. I'm just talking about purple for now. But one day we'll talk about ram's skin dyed red and goat's hair. Beautiful. Your levels are changing. I said your levels are changing. Your levels are changing. Anyone who was a beggar, 
before tonight, that thing is taken away from you. You know, you get more by not begging. Yes, you get more by not begging. You never beg again. In Jesus' name. Now, 100 CDs, 100 dollars, 100 anything. Now, I want 10 more people to give a hundred of something, apart from those that have given. It's a blessing. 10 more people. God is touching you to give. Come and give. 10 more people, apart from those who have given, or those who have given can also give again if you will. But 10 more people. Father, bless them with fire. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm waiting on you. Come. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm calling you in the spirit. To give a hundred seeds. these ten who have come, just come back to me. I want to pray for you. Come this way. Lift your hands up. I want you to be away from this blue thing, please. your hand. When I hold your hand, the power of God will come to your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your power. Receive the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive the grace of God. Receive it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay.
them out, Lord. Bless them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. Receive the power. Receive the power of God. Receive the power. Everybody in the congregation. 
church and lift your hands. Father, thank you for your power that is flowing in this place. Thank you for touching and healing. Thank you for delivering, answering prayers, blessing your children. see why I shouldn't pray for you whilst we take offerings. You want to give 50 Ghana cities? Come. Let me pray with you and just give your, put your offering in quickly. And it's a blessing. Just drop it in. Don't come, please. 
first time you've come here. Yeah, why not? All of you are here for the first time. You've not come before. Are you blind? Lift your hands. Oh Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Joshua, careful. Thanks for your power that is flowing for this. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Now just lift your hands like that. When I hold your hands, God's power is coming into your life. It's flowing. Careful. Careful. Yes. Yes. Yes, receive it. Something is coming into you. It's power. Lift your hands. Power. Watch out. Careful, gentle. Jesus. Oh, yes. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's real power. your hands. My God. It's flowing. Jesus. Gifts. Gift of God. Gift of God. Gift of God. Lift your hands. Gift of God. My God. My God. Jesus, Jesus, thank you. Your first time here, your first time here, take it, take it, be blessed, be blessed. Jesus, 
Those of you who are here for the first time, look at me. You know, this is what the Lord is saying to you. You you have to not be blessed by chance. But when you are a child, God will allow you to be blessed almost by accident. But then there comes a time you are expected to get up and brush your teeth and be ready for school on time. Is it not true? Yes. But before then, it's almost like it's always done for you. So you are ready on time by accident. Isn't it? But this is what the Lord is saying. That don't wait to be blessed by chance. But seek the blessings of God actively. Don't sit and say, oh, if it's good, it's good. But you must seek. Because there will be a time when it will not just come to you. Unless you seek for it and you push for it, you will not have it. So push for it. And what I say to you, I say to all. Father, thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go back to your seat. We are having an offering time. Now, you don't have 50 CDs, but you want to give 20 Ghana CDs. Help this gentleman. 20 CDs. Come to the front and put your offering in the basket very quickly. Now, what we are experiencing is called the presence of God. It's not the gift of God. The gift of God is there, but then there's also the presence, and there's also the spirit within. So that makes the fullness of God. That's what we started, if you remember. The fullness of God. What a blessing. Who's your, your birthday today? Whose birthday? Today. You? Come. What's your name? what the Lord is saying, you know, he brought you here to train you and to raise you and he's trained you he's raised you and he's sending you so, don't disappoint him but fulfill the call of God his wish for you Jesus, thank you for blessing Christopher anoint him let him fulfill his ministry. I pray for him and I thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless this one's Lord on their birthday. Bless them. Alright, thank you. This is Christopher. Hallelujah. How many know that God's power is here? God is seeking you out to bless you. 
Now, you don't have 20 CDs, but you want to give 10 CDs. Come in, these baskets. Put a couple more baskets, please. You never be poor anymore. wonder weeks your missing husband will be found and your missing wife will also be found in these seven wonder weeks ending on the 30th your missing husband will be found and your missing wife will be located in Jesus name Sit down. The prophecy you believe is the one that is going to happen. Hallelujah. Do you believe this prophecy? Or you think it's just a talking? Now, you, you don't have 10 CDs, but you have 5 CDs. Come and sow a special seed. Beautiful. Are the dancing stars going to dance for us today? Where are the dancing stars? Where are the dancing stars? Are you there, dancing stars? You don't have five, ten CDs, but you have five CDs. Five. Come. spiritual. Some of us here are not spiritual. But today marks the end of being unspiritual. Lift your hands. Jesus, thank you. Receive it. Receive it. 
it's flowing. It's flowing. Be anointed. Be anointed. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. John Beggars. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Dancing stars, listen. You'll no more be unspiritual. Lift your hands. Thanks for touching me, child. I say, no more spiritual you are healed of anything that blocks your spirituality and blocks your gift receive it stand here lift your hands Jesus weakness is taken away strength in the name of the Lord strength been in the dancing stars but you haven't joined them come let me pray for you but you want, you want to join them I'm calling you in the spirit to come and be a dancing star come come to this side here you are supposed to be a dancing star but you've never said yes come this way my dear stand on this side If you know you should be a dancing star, but you haven't joined, you want to become a dancing star. I didn't say you know how to dance. I said you feel that God has called you to be a dancing star, but you are not a dancing star. Lift your hands, all of you. Uh, is she not already a dancing star? The what is she doing? Why, why are you here? You're backslidden. 
not a nice house but in three months you'll be in a new nice place in Jesus name you know that it's true when it happens within three months I say you know that it's true when it happens within three months amen you didn't come to church for nothing God is here to bless you. Why not? Why not be blessed? In Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.